Welcome to Shopcast, a weekly podcast where we answer questions about some of the most important values of the growing prayer movement in Canada. My name is Emily and joining me today as always is Brian Curry, Director of Sanctuary House of Prayer in Winnipeg and also my dad. Hi, Em. Hi. How's it going? <laughs> Good. It's Valentine's Day soon. <laughs> Tomorrow. Tomorrow. I'll be getting you something. <laughs> oh, good. But we won't talk about that now. Hey, I was thinking about the last episode and we were talking about you as a worship leader. Mm-hmm. And it made me think about, you know, that one kind of worship song that really moves your heart every time. Mm-hmm. Uh, have you got one of those? Have you got a song that's just like, oh, yeah, that's the one. I love it. Yeah. Like anything by John Thurlow, pretty much. And then when I was at IHOP, Leslie Phillips has a song called Beautiful is the Man. Mm. And it really like depicts Jesus on the cross and how beautiful he is in that image and that he was the one who loved me first. And uh, I remember the first time I heard it in the prayer room when she did it, we had just talked about Jesus dying for Mm. us. And I had like a crazy encounter in class about it. And then that night we go to the prayer room and she does that. And it was just like, wow, tears. (laughs) (laughs) You crying? No way. Yeah. (laughs) Unheard of. Unheard of. Do you remember the first time we walked into IHOP? Yeah, she was playing. Yeah, she was playing. Yeah. We had driven the whole, the one day drive from Winnipeg to to Kansas City is about 13 hours. Mm -hmm. And so it was quite late. I think we'd gone out to eat first and then we went over to the prayer room. I just wanted to see it. Yeah, it's 24 hours a day. So there's always somebody there. And we walked in at like 11 at night or Mm -hmm. something and she was leading. Do you remember that experience? Tell us, what was your experience? I could never forget that. Seriously, I have a video of it too. Mm. And, uh, you walk in and there's the foyer where like the bathroom and the water fountain and everything is up there, but you can hear it because it's really, really loud. And then you can already kind of feel it. But then when you open the door to the actual prayer room, it's like a wall just hit me in the face. A wall of? Emotion, everything, mm. just like, wow, God like lives here. <laughs> <laughs> Is that theologically correct? <laughs> it felt like it. Oh, it my did, goodness. I, I remember that, too, thinking, mm-hmm. wow, his presence is really here yeah. and he's really meeting Like, I walked in and, like, I started crying, like, the second yeah. I walked in the door. Yeah. Yeah, powerful. Wow. Okay, well, uh, I'm going to be your, your host again. I'm going to fire a few questions at you. So, continuing on with what we talked about last time, you're a young emerging worship leader in your early 20s. You haven't been doing it that long. Uh, but you have a pathway that you followed from singer up to chorus leader, and now you're leading and co-leading sets. And I want to talk a little bit about kind of the heart value stuff. Last week, we talked just a bit about mechanics and, and you know, how, how uh, making good choices and, and following even the leadership of some others that you've seen can lead to good things. And how, how do you posture your, your heart as you enter in to lead a set when the the pressures of, well, first of all, the pressures of succeeding, the feeling like I got to do this and I got to do it well. And people are watching me, you know, a little bit of that. It's not quite right, but a little bit of even that celebrity status thing where, where, you know, it might not be very big, but there's a bit of an audience and I'm, they are following me and I feel some pressure to do it. Well, how how do you handle that at Mm. such a young age? I feel like I had more pressure for, intercession than I did for worship with the word, Mm -hmm. because 
first of all, there's more people around Mm -hmm. for intercession because it's the second set and because it's more of like a corporate Mm -hmm. thing. So you are kind of leading the people more in Mm -hmm. that one than you are in worship with the word. Mm -hmm. And so when I first started, I was like really terrified of failing. Like it wasn't going to do anything. I didn't really have the the mindset of like, oh, I have to be responsible for making the Lord come. Show up. Yeah. yeah. But it is kind of in the back of your mind because you're responsible for like, here's the verse that we're going to mm-hmm. be praying from and everything. And then you have to lead your prayer leader. Mm-hmm. And even now I'm like, <laughs> I feel bad for Jonathan because he doesn't get much from me because I don't really, I feel like he can do it totally on his own. Mm -hmm. And so I'm like, anything you want to say in the briefing? Like, I don't know what to say to you, but. (laughs) (laughs) He's capable. He can handle Mm -hmm. it. Yeah. And I really enjoy having him on my team sure, because he said that he will back me up wherever I want to go. So so. do you feel like though, uh, if I don't do this well, Mm -hmm. everyone's going to notice and what will they think of me? Like, do you have do you have that voice, that very common human experience voice of what people think matters and performance plays a role in that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like it's lessening now. Mm. But at the beginning, when I first started just any worship leading, I had that way more. Like it had to be a certain standard. Because of not only because of my age and everything was playing a disadvantage mm-hmm. and my lack of experience, but because I'm your daughter, like I felt like I had some kind oh. of title to own up to oh. and that I was going to be like this more is, than capable. I'm, I'm so great. You have, <laughs> you have to be so great too. Yeah, pretty much. Gracious. Like I've always, I've always felt that growing up mm. in shop that. Because I've been like the most involved in shop out of my brothers too, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. that like I had a certain standard that I had to Mm. meet up Mm. to. Not that like anybody was ever thinking that, you know? Well, that's the thing. Probably no one's thinking that. But but I was always thinking that. You can feel it in your own heart. Mm -hmm. And so, so those voices in your head that I, almost anybody that I've ever met that's been a worship leader has had some element of this where they felt people are watching me, therefore I have to rise to a certain standard. Mm-hmm. And and worse is the opposite, which is if I mess this thing up, oh, what are they going to think of me? Is you, It's been your experience too. You've yeah. Had, you've had like some sometimes if I come off stage and I'm like, that didn't go very well, then I feel it. Mm-hmm. But I just like let it go after a well, few then, minutes. Well, then how do you measure success? Because let's factor all the pieces in. You've got the opinions of humans. Mm-hmm. You've got the dynamics where just the objective dynamics of did this set go, yeah. did it work? Even musically, did it work? Musically or team, you mm-hmm. know, dynamics, antiphonal, all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Is is the boss happy? And that'd be me. Yeah. Or, you know, what about the Lord? What about how he measures things? Like, how, how do you feel? How do you, how do you bring clarity to I'm succeeding or I know I'm on the right track or I know that there's, that uh, this, this matters. How are you measuring all that? I think that I take into account what my team has to say afterwards of where they're at and if they encountered the Lord whatsoever. Mm-hmm. But I also 
I guess it's kind of a double negative because you're saying like, if I encounter the Lord, Mm. but then sometimes you have your human voice where it's like, oh, but that sucked, you know, but you can still kind of be like, but I found the Lord in this place, but then the rest of it was just like garbage. Mm. (laughs) And so I don't know what I really do. I think taking like people's compliments kind of like it'll boost anybody's just like mindset of how they did but i don't let that be the number one thing that makes me think i did a good job right like if i get a compliment then i'm like oh great i'm glad you enjoyed it but it's not me you know like of course the worship leader is gonna have a big part to play in you encountering the lord but you can encounter the Lord with no music on and you can encounter the Lord with a pretty awful set too. Like the Lord, if he wants to speak to you, he's going to speak to you. So it doesn't like, I don't have as big of a role as sometimes I think I do. Uh And so that helps me be humble. And also when I was in Kansas city, uh, Sean Downs, he's gone now, but he was one of their uh, big worship leaders and he helped train all of the interns. Mm-hmm. And Gobby Malone, she's one of the worship leaders there now. And she was like on the high of the Ferris wheel for so long. She was like, every set was like, boom, Jesus is here. You know, mm-hmm. it was like the first note and the Lord is here. Right. And she was like riding that Ferris yeah. wheel of fame. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, it's a circle. So you got to go down to the bottom at some point. And he mm-hmm. was saying, when she hit the bottom, it was like bottom mm. of the barrel. Mm. And because everybody was like, oh my gosh, Gabby, you're so good. Like all this stuff, I'm really encountering the Lord. All this stuff when she was really good, right. that it was like when you got to the bottom and something happened, then it was just like, it all fell out mm. from under her. Mm. And so he wanted to use that as like a story for us growing up into it when he was training us that it's not about the fame and where we're at and like, don't let that be who you are. Right. Because that can be taken away as quickly as it came. I mean, it's about an audience of one, Mm -hmm. right? To go way back to one of our early episodes, that that actually becomes true at some point when some people think you're great and other people think you're terrible Mm -hmm. and you're not sure what you think and you're struggling with, you know, trying to put it all together and you don't have the skills, but you you wish you could do it better and you watch somebody else do it better and all those things are all swirling around. And then there's the audience of one where you look and you see and the Lord smiles and goes, I love it. Yeah. And it changes everything, right? Which is what he was trying to communicate to you. And then, you know, the the high of the Ferris wheel and the low of the Ferris wheel is really just about us becoming more mature and mm-hmm. go growing in love with him and getting proper perspective. He's great. We're not so great, you know, but he loves us and he's helping us. That's all part of that same thing. Mm-hmm. Like I would have moments on set sometimes or like right before a set something would happen yeah. that would make my mood change What'd and you do now with that? oh it's the worst feeling ever you're like man now i got to lead like i don't want to even be here anymore mm. like i just want to go home everybody's annoying me now like mm. and so i would just calm down first of all <laughs> <laughs> so i'm not angry up there and then You just got to like get yourself before him despite everything around you. And then once I start singing what I was singing in the beginning, then 
that gets to my heart and then whatever happened just disappears. Yeah. So. Yeah. It's, it's incredible how much our human dynamics are at play and the Lord still uh, invites us in all of that mm-hmm. into this to let him, let us come before him and, and minister to him and agree with him in intercession. And you think, Lord, I'm a mess. Why are you even listening to me? Why do you even care? And, and we don't, we forget quickly because we hear all those voices and we and we just miss the fact that he's so committed to us and he so delights in us being near him. He's not troubled by our weaknesses and our failings as long as we're still pursuing him. He's the arms are wide open. He's saying, Come, come be with me. I I don't mind wrong notes and I don't even mind bad attitudes as long as you're always picking yourself up, always choosing to change your ways, change your mind, always chasing him in love. And uh, he is far more committed to us than we understand. We're just quick to disqualify ourselves. Totally. Right? Because we live in this human broken world and that's how you do things. This has been an excellent discussion. I think there might even be more here, but we'll see where we go on it. So thank you, Emily. So that's been another episode, Shopcast. Uh, Thank you for listening. If you want more information about our house of prayer and the things that are taking place, you can go to our website at sanctuaryhop.com. Thanks for listening. See you next week.